0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. This one is really interesting. I've had so many thoughts on this. We're going to be talking today about social media, and this is not just your average episode about social media because I'm going to be sharing Uh, some things that are really personal to me. Um, I'm also going to be sharing why I don't share my partner and some conversations that he and I have had, um, about why he isn't a big fan of social media. And I, I had, I've talked to, to a few friends, uh, sharing some of his opinions and they have really thought that it was fascinating. So I I really wanted to give a different perspective because I, I really appreciate his standpoint and I think that you will as well. Just for something totally different, something that uh, is not really discussed very often. So, social media. I'm just going to dive right in. <laughs> social media is a huge gift. There is, there's no denying that whatsoever. Um, I, I can't stress enough how grateful I am for social media. It it allows me to build a business from home. It allows me to connect with incredible women all over the world. Clients all over the world. It just, I've made the absolute best friendships in the past couple of years since I have uh, gone online with my business and a lot of these women I've never even met in real life. And I still consider them to be some of my best friends. It's, it's incredible the power of social media and the good that it can do. So I I need to stress that right up front. There's a huge amount of, of great things that social media can do. However, There's, there's a few things lately that are really starting to bother me about social media and I'm seeing it become more and more prevalent and it's, it's a problem. One of the biggest ones is this whole thing that I feel like started as some sort of joke and now it seems to be becoming more serious and ingrained in the culture, which is if it didn't go on social media, did it even happen? I have two words for that. Fuck that. That we cannot live our lives by that type of standard. We just can't. There, it, it's, not, it's not healthy to live our lives in that way because then who are you putting up particular posts for? And, and be honest here because I, we all have that, that sort of person or maybe even an idea of people or whomever that we have in the back of our minds when we put a post up online whether it's uh you know a picture of a beautiful trip or, or something that that you did that day it, it's like highlight reel that you hear all the time you know that that everyone is just showing their highlight reel which is true but that type of statement about if it didn't go on social media did it even happen and living by that standard that is that's next level that that is that is higher than the highlight reel issue that has arisen in in recent uh, in the last couple of years because that means that we are taking it to a level where we're defining our lives by it. And that if we did something super cool, that we have to share it. Because otherwise, if, if people don't know about it, then it didn't happen. That's not okay. That is not okay. And if if we catch ourselves falling into that trap, because I have been there. I, I have I have felt myself being pulled into that trap before. And even, even not that long ago, and I'm starting to get really, really hyper focused on posting things from a little bit of a different place. So not being so concerned about, you know, if I went on a really cool trip or if I did this really cool thing today or or whatever, feeling like I need to post it on social media to, I don't know, show off. Like there's so many different angles that we could take that. And and every one of us probably has a little bit of a different reason. But I want you to ask yourself how you really feel about that question. About if it didn't go on social media, did it even happen? Because if you're starting to, to get pulled into that, it's very easy to do, to get pulled into that trap, then we need to start cl- taking a closer look at the reasons why we're using social media and being more in the present moment. Because if every time something cool happens, we're so focused on, taking a picture or a video of it to make sure that we can post it online later, even if we don't post in that, in that second that, that we, we have to make sure we get a picture of this to post it online. Are we actually really enjoying that present moment? Because that, that's the real problem to me that we are, we're pulling ourselves out of the present moment to live in a future Facebook post or a future Instagram story or a future Instagram, uh, you know, posting or, or whatever. That's, that's a, a big issue. And we need to be very, very careful about that because that's a really fine line. I just feel like more and more we're living in a culture where catching the right camera angle and and posting to our IG stories or our Facebook page are of higher priority than that actual moment in time itself. That's really, really concerning. Another big factor is is one that we're hearing about more and more, but it still uh, definitely applies, which is the comparison trap. And I've talked to so many people about this because it can create paralyzing fear, for one thing. It can prevent you from showing up as you, as yourself, because you're afraid to stand out or because you're you're worried about doing your own thing and, and standing up too much or not measuring up somehow to everything else you're seeing online or have people pick you apart or feel like you're not enough. There, there's so many different ways that that we could take that. And the comparison trap is real A lot of women that I, that I talked to, I I spoke to uh, a a great friend of mine a few weeks ago and she even flat out said that she often will take herself off of Facebook and Instagram, all social media for periods of time to almost do a reset because she feels like there are particular um, people or accounts that, that she follows online. Even if it's just family or friends or something like that, if they're going on really strict diets or, you know, this, this super hardcore exercise routine or something like that. And they're they're losing all kinds of weight and whatever. It makes her feel like she's not enough. And I think that that's incredibly common, especially for women these days, particularly for women, because it can really have a huge impact on our body image. And the the funny thing is, is that, and again, I, I'm happy to see that more and more often there are a lot of um, influence influencers that are showing the the side by side pictures where it's only a difference of a few seconds, and the only thing that has changed is you know, sucking in your tummy, flexing, and the lighting and a camera angle. And that's literally all that could have changed in five seconds, you're wearing the exact same thing, you're, you're in the exact same place. But all of a sudden, it looks like you have this ripped six pack and, you know, super skinny, I don't know, thighs, <laughs> whatever, whatever that ideal is, at least uh, in our mind, maybe as we're looking at it, and maybe picking ourselves apart as we're viewing that that comparison trap can be incredibly dangerous. And even if we're looking at it from a business standpoint, you know, thinking that everything has already been said or that, you know, so-and-so is doing this so much better than I ever could or, or any of those things. But what, what we need to understand is that every no one out there has heard your unique story, your unique voice, whether you're doing it from a business standpoint or whether you're just posting Something you know, totally fun and, and random on social media. We need to not be coming from that, from a place of comparison, because that's a really tricky trap to fall into, and you can get sucked down a dark hole when you get into that comparison trap very quickly. And social media can be a huge, huge source of that. The one of the one of the other biggest things that I want to talk about is what to share on social media and what to leave off, and. This can be difficult. this This can be really tricky about what what should be public and what should be kept private. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I ask every online entrepreneur that I talk to or or interview, so interviews that you've heard on here, uh, about where they draw that line, because I'm always fascinated by this. This is so interesting to me because everyone draws the line a little bit differently. And I think that's, that's the most beautiful part about it. But I'm always curious about where they draw that line. And I've gotten all kinds of different answers. Some, some people have said that it's, it's really intuitive and that they just kind of know what to post, what not to. Others have said that they have particular rules. Um, for example, they maybe don't show their kids online. Or if they do, they only ever show the backs of their kids' heads. Um, that could also be a conversation between spouses as well. So maybe one partner feels one way, the other feels the other way. You might have, you maybe have to compromise or just be super respectful of, of the other person's opinion, obviously, and decide as a parent where to draw that line. But it's not just about kids. There's other things too. So it, like it, a vacation or something like that. If, if you're going on, um, like a, maybe a, a girl's trip or something like that, maybe there are uh, girls with you, like some of your, your girlfriends who aren't comfortable of you posting pictures Of them in a bikini and you do it because you think they all look awesome and and it's for you it's you know maybe freezing this incredibly amazing moment in time to throw it up on social media and that that can be amazing for you but if it makes somebody else really uncomfortable then that's a problem so it's really important to make sure that you that you're talking to other people in your life who could potentially show up on your social media to figure out where their comfort line is because I think that's really important and a lot of times I'm hearing from various people that um, they're annoyed that, you know, so-and-so threw up a picture of them and they weren't okay with it or that they really disliked it or something like that. And and usually, you know, maybe it, it could obviously be a complete accident and if that person reaches out to the one who posted, maybe just really politely ask, you know, I, I would really appreciate it like if you take that down, hopefully that person will comply because I think that that's incredibly important too. We, we have to be so respectful of anyone else that we are including in our social media feeds. Whether you have a business or whether you have a closed private account and just friends and family on there, it doesn't matter. If someone is being posted on your page by you and they are not okay with it, we have to be incredibly respectful of that and to respect their wishes. And another part of this is that every time we do a post like this, we are putting ourselves out there and we are putting ourselves out there risking judgment by others and that's pretty scary and that's that's why we end up in this whole highlight reel situation because we're all really afraid of that judgment we're kind of terrified of it and rightfully so because there are some really crazy people out there who might make some really negative comments and there are definitely some some trolls like we all know that we've all seen them on the internet and it's just unpleasant but even if even if we're not necessarily expecting trolls it could just be you know people close to us like. Maybe you're posting a really vulnerable post and you don't want people to think ill of you, or maybe you, maybe you went on, uh, maybe you went on vacation and to a particular location that maybe would seem really expensive to others. I've had this happen actually to me, and, uh, I've got a few personal stories today, but this is, this has happened to me before where I have gone on vacation to a particular destination that, um, typically most people consider to be quite high end, but I travel in a very specific way and I, I only ever do Airbnbs, which, uh, always saves us, uh, money on food because we actually prepare a lot of our own food at home. We still go out to eat as well, but that's, that's a big thing for me is preparing some food at home, um, it, for various reasons, both financial and just from a health standpoint. Sometimes if I'm, if I'm eating out all the time and I can't find really good, uh, restaurants where it's easy to get tons of veggies and stuff. Um, I will, it's just easier for me to be able to eat at home. So that's one thing. Um, there's, there's various ways that that I do it. That's, that's another episode, but I tend to travel a little bit more cheaply than other people do. And I still get the full experience. I actually immerse myself. I find in, in the, the whole local aspect of, of a particular culture, more so than people who are just staying in, in hotels and whatever. And everyone has their thing. Every, like everything is, it's all fine. Whatever is your jam is your jam but that's how i usually travel and i have taken trips before where people close to me have made comments about how they feel like i can't afford it and that it's it doesn't make sense for me to be doing this and and the thing is it's it's not their business but it's it's fine like they're usually they're coming at it from a place of genuine concern i guess but it could also be from a different kind of place maybe a, a a bit of insecurity or or jealousy on their part potentially who knows it's not up to me to figure that out for them but there are times where i have been hesitant to post photos of a particular place because it feels like i'm bragging or it feels like um you know it it can be really uncomfortable especially if i know beforehand that (laughs) certain people already have opinions about something like that so that can be hard something as simple as going on vacation like that can still Come with its own set of judgments attached to it. Anything we post online can anyone can take the wrong way, right? That's that's always the possibility whenever we put anything out there, but especially on the internet because people tend to not have tend to not have as much fear about um, placing a really quick snap judgment without knowing the full story. And again, because social media is a bit of a highlight reel. So even if you post a particular photo that might mean a lot to you for whatever reason, somebody else might not know the full story behind that because it's just social media and make a really snap judgment that isn't necessarily correct and could be really hurtful as well. And even if they never tell you about that, it just, we are all sort of hyper aware that that's a possibility when we put something out there. So that's, that can be a very tricky line to walk. I actually also posted uh, a photo a few days ago and I took the photo about a month or so ago. I do that regularly where, so that I'm not, you know, searching for, for a photo in my phone every single day or trying to take a photo every single day. I'll kind of stockpile images a little bit and then uh, choose from that, especially on days where I don't have something, something new to post. So I used a photo uh, from about a month or so ago. And the funny part about that photo was that It got more likes than any of the recent photos that I had posted and it was, you know, pretty sunset and and in it and, and I was in it as well. Like my face was in it and then you could see a sunset and stuff behind me and people were actually messaging me to tell me how pretty I looked, right? Like adorable. Fine. That's cute. And the real story behind that photo. And when I posted it, I posted it with, I don't remember the caption, but it was something like adding value, at least hopefully. And the real story behind that photo is that I was running on two hours of sleep. I'd had a complete breakdown that day. I was filled with anxiety and I had been crying so much that one eye in particular was so red and swollen that I'm pretty sure the people thought I had pink eye. And yet that was the photo that got all kinds of likes and people telling me how cute it was and how adorable I was and blah, 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 because it, it's just appearances. It's just appearances. I can't stress that enough. If, if anyone knew the, the full story behind that photo, they wouldn't think that it was that cute. It just happened to be good lighting and I happened to need a photo to post that day. I didn't actually end up posting it that day, but I, I thought I was going to. So I took the photo and I didn't end up really using it. I posted it weeks later just because again, yeah, it looks cute. There's a nice sunset behind it, but my hair is kind of covering one eye and you can't tell how red and swollen my eyes were, particularly the one. <laughs> So I want to share this to really make it clear and underscore that social media is a highlight reel. And this is coming from someone like me who I, I don't use filters that much. Once in a while I do, but I, I don't use filters uh, a huge amount on my Instagram. Usually I'll just kind of adjust like the brightness or something, um, but I'm not a big uh, filters person. I try and be as, as real and open and honest and authentic as possible on social media and I I try and show some of the the shitty moments too but we we can't show everything that's just not real life and I it was almost a little bit of an experiment for me I kind of wondered when I threw it up I was like okay I'm gonna see how this goes and and I want to see how this particular post does in comparison to others and I I thought think, I think it was something about uh, digital detoxing and stuff. So maybe people were just super into the digital detox, but I don't think it was just that because people were actually messaging me, which, which is unusual by the way, like saying, you know, I, I looked like especially good in, in that photo or whatever. I, and that's great. I, it's very sweet of them to say, so I really, I really appreciate it, but it's, it's just not the full picture. And, and I want you to remember that the next time you're looking at social media, feeling super insecure, and getting sucked down that dark hole of insecurity. Remember that you're not getting the full story. And I know it's hard. It's so hard to look at some of those photos and think, "Oh, she doesn't have the, she, the, you know, there's no way that she doesn't have the perfect life or she has the perfect body. She has you know, she eats vegetables all the time. I'm still shocked. when people seem to think that I'm like, do you follow me? Really? I eat chocolate all the time. (laughs) Maybe I'm not posting enough. I actually get worried sometimes that I'm not posting enough chocolate because then maybe people think I'm literally only living off of vegetables. And that's not true. (laughs) Um, there is, there's something else that I really want to touch on here, which is really pulling back the curtain on social media, potentially revealing too much of, of intimate moments. And this kind of plays back into several points that I've, I've made prior to this, but for, for starters, let's define intimacy and the official definition, I looked it up. The official definition is close familiarity, sorry, close familiarity (laughs) or friendship, closeness, or a private cozy atmosphere. Okay. Now, intimacy looks different for everyone and intimacy doesn't necessarily mean sexual either. Obviously it can, but it doesn't have to be. It it can be uh, like the definition said, you know, like cozy and, and, uh, close familiarity, those types of things that can be in romantic relationships that can be with, with family members that can be with, uh, you know, friends, whatever that looks like for you. Intimacy comes in all kinds of different forms and To me, intimacy, my, my personal definition would be intimacy would be a special moment shared between loved ones, uh, meaning, you know, loved ones like friends, family, romantic partners, whatever, or, or a shared experience. That's what intimacy feels like to me. And it, so this is where I want to explain a little bit why I don't share my partner. There are several reasons for this. One is that I am actually very protective of him. I am aware that I am in an open online space and to me, I feel that I want to keep that then to just me. So it's not just him. You'll never see my mom on my Instagram. You'll never see uh, other family members, family gatherings, um, you know, my little cousins, anything like that. You will never see any of that on my Instagram or Facebook. I keep that very close to my heart. Um, It's very private to me and I am I'm an introvert and I am a very private person. So I know that, that this may seem surprising because I, I am, I'm an outgoing introvert (laughs) and, and I appear much more, um, probably extroverted when you see me online. And that really is my real personality. I'm, I'm very bubbly and outgoing and and whatever, but at heart I am, I am truly an introvert. So things like, um, you know, walking into a a big party or, or something like that, that takes a lot of energy out of me. I actually just went to a a party on the weekend with um, really, really great friends of ours. We had an absolute blast, but we were also out really late too, which is also another kind of energy suck for me because I don't do very well with that. And it took me almost the entire weekend to recover and I didn't drink anything. It it wasn't a hangover. (laughs) It's like, it's like a, a people hangover, like an energy hangover for me. And So I, and between that and then just being a very private person, I keep my private life pretty private for the most part. Um, I, I happily will share anything with you guys that relates, you know, mostly to me, but if it relates to other people in my life, I definitely think twice before I, I open up about it to, to some degree. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I don't share my partner very often. He also is not comfortable with social media. He is not on any social media, so don't bother going to look for him. He's not on any social media at all. Um he that's his choice. He chooses not to. And he and I have had a lot of conversations about this and he's he's so incredibly supportive of what I do, especially uh in the online space, which is interesting because he's not really an online type of guy, but he he's incredibly supportive. I could not ask for for better in that regard. Uh every single day he is so so supportive of me and in everything that I do. And That's amazing to me. And then if he is uncomfortable, I don't with you know, if if I ask him to, you know, post a picture or something like that, because as protective as I am, I also, you know, really like sharing him when I can, but not necessarily in the online space because in particular because it makes him uncomfortable. And I don't ever want to put him in a position of being uncomfortable. I'm very respectful of that. And what he and I have determined is best for us is because the online space is constantly changing. We've discussed the fact that there will never be a sort of one and done rule about what gets shared and what doesn't because it's going to be an ongoing conversation as things shift. Then the way that I run things in my business might shift, or maybe his opinions might shift as well. Both of our opinions might shift. There's all kinds of different factors. So we have decided that it's not, it's not in our best interest To make a hard and fast rule about this is what gets posted, this is what doesn't. Because it's just not realistic in today's day and age. Especially in the sort of tech field, like online space. It's just, things are changing too quickly to make those kinds of rules. And we're both totally comfortable with that decision. That we have made a decision to continue making decisions about it. But, back to intimacy. I I, I sort of got a little bit off on a tangent there. In terms of intimacy, why I wanted to bring that up is because... For anyone who follows me uh, on Instagram, you might notice that I recently went out to Nova Scotia here in Canada. And we had a blast. We had a great time. We also went whale watching. Incredible. I highly recommend it. For anyone who hasn't gone whale watching, it was absolutely amazing. Highly, highly recommend. Whether you're doing it in Nova Scotia or elsewhere, it it was just amazing to see those those animals up up close and personal. So a few days after we got back, I posted uh, photos of the whale watching and there were a couple of short little videos. Um, it was super cool. And he and I talked about it after I posted it. Now I should have asked him beforehand because he and I are, are, are always having a back and forth about what's good to post, what isn't. And he was a little bit uncomfortable with it. And I was like, okay, explain it to me. Like, I, I want to know your opinion on this. And this is the part that I want you to pay attention to because this was a totally different reasoning than anything else I've ever heard. And I think that it's really important to keep in mind and how, how he explained it to me was that it felt like a very intimate moment that was just between the two of us. And I mean, there's like other people on the boat, like it's not like there, there's a whole bunch of us on the boat. It wasn't about that. It was that it was just something for just the two of us and it was really special to him and meant a lot to him. And that by me posting that online, that as especially so quickly, like, you know, within a, a day or two of, of, uh, going whale watching, it felt as though it opened it up to the public. And to some people that might sound crazy. Like, you know, what, what do you mean? Like we live, we live in a different age now or whatever. And and if it didn't happen on, if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't happen at all. Right. <laughs> but to me, I understand what he means in that regard, because I asked him some different questions to clarify and what he ended up saying was that if I posted it much later after the fact, we're talking like, like maybe weeks or even, you know, a month or two later, that would feel a little bit more comfortable to him because at least then there would be some time in between for it to be just hours. But because I posted it so quickly that it, it felt as though it took away some of the intimacy of the moment and not everyone is going to agree with this. I'm I'm fully aware of that and I don't even always agree with him on on this given uh, in particular circumstances. But when he explains it to me that way, I understand what he's trying to what he's trying to say. And I I really respect that opinion because I think that it's something that we are not hearing enough of and that there's too many of us, again, myself included sometimes, getting sucked into this bullshit about if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't happen. And and somehow having in the back of our head, you know, a particular person that we're trying to impress when we post or, or something like that, we can't think that way. We have to stop that. We have to stop that. And, and it's interesting because even with someone, even as someone who has an online business, people are nosy as fuck and we all are. We are all nosy. We all want to know what everyone else is doing. We all wanna get our noses up in everyone else's business. And we're all super curious and I I understand that, but what price are we paying for that? What price are we paying? What, what are we giving up? What private, you know, family moments or, or uh, moments with friends or with your partner whatever, are we opening up and inviting people into? And it's one thing to do that, you know, once in a while for some, some random event that you're super pumped about or something. But if we're doing that all the time or every single day, how many intimate moments are left? How many intimate moments are left? I, I I just really want you to, to think about this. I don't have a right or wrong answer on this. Honestly, I don't. It's because it's, it's so personal. This is, this is going to look different for every single one of us. And you may need to have conversations with, with your family or your friends or or your partner, whomever, um, before you, you post about a particular event or, A photo with them in them or something like that online, but either way, it's it's always going to look different for each of us. But I want to plant the seed of these these intimate moments and making sure that we're getting really clear about posting for the right reasons and and still being very you know open and, and vulnerable and honest. You know, as as much as you are willing and able to be, show up as you, show up as your authentic self, but just build that awareness around what you're posting and how you're posting it and most importantly, the reasons why you're posting it if that makes sense it it's and and despite I mean with all of these things in mind, the one issue that I also have with social the, the one last issue that I also have with social media is that people are constantly saying that they don't have enough time, but then they're on social media. And it is one of the biggest tools of procrastination out there. Again, very guilty of this, <laughs> very guilty of this. We've all been there where, you know, it, we, we jump on Instagram just for a quick second and then two hours pass. We're like, wait, what time is it? <laughs> We've all been there, but I, I couldn't do this episode without at least mentioning it as a reminder, because this is something that I have to remind myself on a regular basis. And some days I will, I will try and set, I, I will actually set a little schedule for myself that doesn't include social media until, you know, maybe like an hour at the very end of the day or something like that. Today was actually one of those days where I, I didn't allow myself on social media from eight o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night. I had 12 hour window where I wasn't allowed by my own rules on social media. And it's, it's helpful to do those types of practices sometimes that, that even like mini digital detox can be so incredibly freeing and allow you to be more present allow you to be in those intimate moments more to really appreciate them for what they are and to not worry so much about what other people are doing like oh what's so and so up to who cares your life is awesome just the way it is you are awesome just the way you are so stop stressing about what everyone else is doing okay so something to think about i really i'm i would be absolutely fascinated to hear your responses on this I'm so so curious because I like I said I, I every online entrepreneur I talk to I ask them where they draw the line and you will hear this in in almost every interview that I do I ask them if uh, if they have a particular line or or a set of rules that they follow or is it just their intuition when it comes to what's public and what's private because it's it's incredibly fascinating to me because we we all have varying answers on that and that's what I think is is the most interesting part is that we all will think about it a little bit differently okay so i would love to hear more about this if you guys could take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media um instagram i'm emily goff coach and so that's g o u g h and on facebook i am uh, emily goff coaching so definitely check it out over there and you can always check out all the show notes at emilygoffcoaching.com Forward slash zero zero eight. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. Can you do me one favor though? Can you take a screenshot of this and tag me on social media? I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, that would make a huge difference. It's really important to have those, those reviews so that we can get the word out there about the podcast, get more amazing guests on and get as much information out there as we possibly can together. Looking forward to growing with you.